This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Welcome to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of low-budget cinema. It's another apocalyptic prediction about to come true. Winds of death sweep across the world, and whole continents will be cast adrift in an ocean of blood. Chris, and along with Jeff, we're bringing you the very best and worst of horror, sci-fi, action, exploitation, kung fu, and women in prison movies from the 1970s to today. Be sure and check out reallyawfulmovies.com for reviews, interviews, lists, and terrific movie giveaways. From our downtown Toronto headquarters, here's episode 12B, Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, we've got to admit, this is uh, not exactly within our wheelhouse as the budget of this movie. You could probably make uh, at least 50 to 60 of the type of movies we're, we're used to seeing, if not more. Oh, Maybe yeah. 100. I mean, what would Lloyd Kaufman do with the budget of this, uh, this movie? One can only... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we, in the interest of serving our uh, listeners mm-hmm. and in the interest of seeing just how much we could endure because this is yeah. really an endurance test. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this is, I guess this is part of the cultural zeitgeist right now. I mm-hmm. mean... Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. This is everyone's talking about it. This is the the movie du jour. Um, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we spent du jour like sleep, you know, suffering through this. Yeah, we also spent mucho dinero seeing this. Too. <laughs> yeah. We saw in the theater. Uh, you know, we, we we just returned, uh. um, and I think we're both a little worse for wear from the experience. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say there's there's already the term suffrage mm-hmm. uh, that term exists but I was thinking if it didn't exist it would be like a good portmanteau of, <laughs> of suffering and bondage put together Is that's really all I can think of here I, I, I felt trapped Oh yeah, me by too. this, and I felt abused by this movie. Yeah, I mean that's a funny thing because I mean the, the movie is about BDSM. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess suffice to say, this uh, cast might not be NSFW because no. there <laughs> are certain themes that they <laughs> they yeah. explore, although in the most pedestrian way possible. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, milk toast, I believe, was the, the yeah, word of the day. Indeed, indeed, and. Um, yeah, I mean, seeing that theater, I I personally felt like I was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> someone so, took a, cro- a riding crop to you. I felt like I was being beaten in submission. <laughs> Unlike the uh, the heroine of our movie, I was not asked to sign a waiver beforehand. <laughs> oh well, let's let's uh, let's break down the plot here. Yes, and, uh, if there's spoilers, we apologize. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's sort of a, a businessman who goes by the name of. Of Gray, Christian Gray, Christian Gray which yeah. is, it's almost like a, one of those terrible sitcoms where it's like Raising Hope, where the guy's name is in part is, is the title. So Fifty Shades of Gray, this is the of eponymous Gray, gray exactly. which I just hate. So automatically, <laughs> I, I, again, we went into this knowing nothing about this series. No, I mean, knowing, other than that, it was extremely popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to the source in, material to the uninitiated. I mean, you know, I mean, I did do uh, <laughs> some very preliminary research beforehand, and uh, I found out that these this is based on a series of erotic novels, three to be exact, mm-hmm. by uh, British author E. L. James. Now, I believe that's a pseudonym. Um, I would hope so. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. To well, attach I mean, your name to this, these, this thing. These novels have sold 100 million copies combined worldwide. 
So mm-hmm. somebody's got to be reading this stuff. Somebody's got to be liking this stuff. Um, it's like the Celine Dion phenomenon where she's hugely popular, but no one knows a single person who has read exactly. her albums. Well, I mean, okay, you know, um, I was going to say, I do know a person or two that has read this book, but I don't want to... The fear of outing anybody right yeah. now who might not want to be outed. Um, so yeah, so I mean, this is the movie adaptation of the first book in the series. So this is, mm-hmm. the, I guess this, this would be like, you know, your standard, like, you know, Lord of the Rings trilogy or Hobbit. It's supposed <laughs> yeah. to like, you know, the, Bill and first Godfather. Two, exactly. Uh, so we've got this protagonist who's Christian Grey, again, Grey, the eponymous Grey, and he is a, a young uh, billionaire mm. who is ostensibly running this company. Uh, it's a telecom company, right. but he can at the moment's notice drop anything and just go, go anywhere, go anywhere to uh, meet up with this woman. And be strangely unrecognized. Yeah. He, Considering he, the fact that he's a multi-multi-billionaire, <laughs> you know. 27. 27, 27 years, years old, yeah. And he just wanders around and nobody pays him any not, uh, attention. Not whatsoever. I guess this was uh, filmed in Vancouver, but it's meant to be Seattle? Well, well he, no, because I think, I think our heroine lives or goes Van- to the University of British Columbia, Okay. whereas our hero, Mr. Gray, <laughs> goes to, <laughs> works in Seattle. So mm-hmm. they kind of, it kind of went back and forth. So, well, I guess the, the premise is she's meant to interview him for the, the campus, campus newspaper. newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> and we got no, no disrespect to her, but uh, she, I, I believe the actress, who's the daughter of Melanie Griffith, she and is Don Johnson. 25 years old. This is Dakota Johnson, the daughter yeah. of Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith, and uh, she plays our heroine Anastasia Steele. Another, yeah, she's supposed another to... amazing name. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah right, right out of a bodice ripper, right exactly. out of a, you know, a Harlequin romance. Yeah. But she's meant to be a senior in university right. who's, who's writing for this campus paper. Yeah, she looks all of, yeah. no, no disrespect, she looks all of 30. Right. She looks like a grad student, and it's absolutely laughable. That someone who looks like her would be, and then she's so meek and yeah, she's some know. sort of like you know uh, English lit major who's all like you know by Hollywood standards, of course, very she's, mal- yeah, she's uh, dowdy by and... Hollywood standards. Uh, we almost figured she would be wearing glasses because mm-hmm. that's that's usually the signifier of someone. We're waiting for the scene for her to like you know <laughs> unfurl the bun in her hair and you know, whip, her, whip her head back in the way, take off those glasses. I was like, oh my god, you're a great yeah, she's, all along. she's yeah, because you know, glasses, Chris, they're like the great disguiser. Clark yeah, Kent, Clark Kent, yeah. You know, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, you look like Superman, except you're wearing those glasses. Yeah. I would not, you know. There you go. Anyway, this is sort of like a bit of a <laughs> bit of yeah, a tangent, and, and, but anyhow. So, and, and she preps for this interview uh, in her in her down down market uh, um, student housing, which she shares with her roommate. Her roommate. Now, remember, now, this this is Vancouver. Okay, the second most expensive, I believe, city in the world after Hong Kong. They have this. Spacious, ridiculous, this loft apartment. Loft apartment. It's yeah. meant to be student housing. It looks like it would cost, you know, $2,500 a month for this place. I'd say 5000 <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, Chris, remember, she's going to interview Christian Gray on behalf of her roommate. Yes, because the roommate has come down with something or whatever. They don't yeah. really. Ex- well, I mean, anyway, whatever. The movie begins with uh, a very terrible version of uh, Screaming J. Hawkins, I put a spell on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, talk about literal. Like, oh, you know, right. I put a spell on you because you're mine, is the right. lyrics. You know, it was, I guess, made famous by CCR. But I put a spell on you. But those like, are, those are like, great versions. I mean, really, yeah. you know? I mean, but this is just like, really, this is like, just, I don't know, it's like Nori Jones or somebody like that. And I mean, so maybe we're making down some sort of spell. A spell of something. A spell of something, yeah. yeah. A spell was put on her. Oh. 
So the, the woman goes to interview this guy. She has notes. She's all timid. She goes into this office, which is like his office is kind of like, uh, I guess we mentioned uh, the devil wears Prada. Exactly, so every yeah. one of his staff is 5'11 and preternaturally stunning. Mm-hmm. And she feels like an ugly duck, duckling, which she is by Hollywood standards because she's only an 8, whereas they're all 10s. Right. She, she comes in with a, uh, you know, like a little... Uh, I don't know, some cami and a, and a sweater vest, uh-huh. and she's all dowdy, and then he's immediately now don't forget, smitten when she, with when her. When she walks in, she does a pratfall. <laughs> yeah, well, a Worthy of the Shockmasters debut in WCW. <laughs> worthy of the worst rom-com, where somebody exactly. falls over a couch. And like, so, yeah, and uh, oh, that's supposed to be endearing. That was endearing, so she gets yeah. up, and oh my gosh, she's so klutzy. And she's, she's so, so klutzy, and, and klutzy, and we know she's endearing because... Uh, she's an English lit major, mm-hmm. so we know right off the bat that she's virtuous and yep. and uh, wholesome and but down how, to earth how and virtuous is yet to be revealed. Well, it's yet to be revealed. And we know he's a jerk because he's successful and mm-hmm. and is, is a, and he's a CEO. Right. So therefore, we've we've set our ground rules, mm-hmm. and I guess yeah, they they instantly hit it off. Well, I mean, there's sort with, of like with this lots of innuendo. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the plural of innuendo, innuendo <laughs> about how he likes to take control. Yes, so lots of foreshadowing indeed, about indeed. how he likes to order people around. Yep. and he's this big fancy. Uh, maybe he's like an Elon Musk, the guy behind uh, Tesla Motors, like one of these type, or or like Mark Zuckerberg. He's mm. one of these type guys, yep. except ridiculously good looking and like six four. Oh yeah, like stuff. A, at one point they have this terribly awkward interview, and she goes, uh, "You like to take control?" And he goes, "I exercise control." In all things, bum, oh. bum, bum. Oh, bum, my bum, God. Bum. What's that oh going to mean? God. Right? What could that ever mean? Right. So, I mean, uh, yeah, so there's this interview. And um, in order to afford this uh, this palatial apartment, she does work part-time. Yes. It just And as as, as a undergrad is uh, want to do, mm-hmm. female undergrad, you know, typical jobs, work at a ca- cafe, work in a bar. No. She works in a... She works in a hardware, a hardware store. store yeah. In, Exactly what you'd expect from a twenty-one-year-old. Yeah, exactly. English lit major. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and her coworkers. The guy is this is another like ridiculously good-looking guy, and mm-hmm. she is made, I guess, down market by the fact that she favors plaid. So that automatically makes her less attractive, even though by the standards of anyone walking down the street, she's stunning. Right. So of course, and so they set it up like yes. they're they're from different sides of the tracks because yeah. this guy's a billionaire. She. Works for you know at a hardware store. store. It's like the odd couple. Yeah, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Walter Matthau? <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> he walks in because he's sort of stalking Mr. her. Gray. Yes. Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray comes in and he needs accoutrements for his his lifestyle. Uh, yeah, he's indeed. into BDSM, yes, yes. so he needs rope. Uh, rope. He needs uh, cable ties. Yeah. And um, there's something else he asked for. Some clips? Some clips. sort of... Yeah, uh, just, and she jokes that, oh, you must be a rapist or something. Oh, you must be a serial killer. Yeah, that's in, in one of the... The movie would have been way more interesting if he if, was a serial killer. If he was... And I, I got to admit, yeah. midway through, I said... This would be more interesting if it was yeah. like American Psycho. Exactly. He just killed this woman. I know. And I wanted this guy would, to go. F- I mean, you know, to go full Patrick Bateman, and then we would have had a good movie, <laughs> right? But this was. Yeah, because they're really like he charms her instantly, and there's really no nothing propelling the narrative. Well, forward. the thing is, I mean, honestly, this guy, and he's played by some actor that by the name of 
Jamie Dornan or something. Never heard of him. Yeah. Anyway, anyhow, um, it, it was the role was to go to the star of Sons of Anarchy, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Charlie Hunnam, Who like a Welsh actor, I this, believe. This dude, honestly, either he's got the best agent in the world, or he just has you know embarrassing. Yeah. But he dodged a bullet. I mean, he was originally uh, yeah. He, past- do, he dodged way more bullets than he did in his day job on Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is a major bullet. I he, love Sons of Anarchy, but I think yeah. He, he was originally cast to play um, uh, Christian Grey. Christian Grey. And, uh, you know, obviously, I mean, this is a huge literary property, and whoever was going to play Christian Grey was going to be vaulted into superstardom, mm-hmm. and so Hoodham signed on, and, uh, you know, he's a pretty good-looking guy, Charlie Hoodham, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he basically, I guess, maybe he hadn't read the source material at that point, and... Yeah, after, or he... Yeah. Or he just got cold feet, <laughs> or he, got, he just wisened up, you yeah. know? And he's like, you know what? No, this is, this is too stupid. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So thank God, Charlie, man, you made one of the best things <laughs> in the history of mankind, honestly, because this movie's going to do no favors for the careers of those in it. Um... So yeah, so, uh, so so the hardware store. So basically, um, you know, we're not gonna go through like you know, I mean, nothing really happens. You know, I mean, we're yeah, gonna, they, they hit it off. But there's they, no, they have some there's no uh, some, some vanilla sex. Yeah, and I think I remarked as well at one point uh, after seeing her naked for the third or fourth time. Like I'm just. I just sort of sick of it. It was dull. It was it was dull. It was boring. Yeah, I was sick of seeing her undressed for the the tenth time. And, and I mean, much has been made of how like twenty five minutes of this film is sex, but apart from her spanking her a few times with the riding crop and tying her up a few times, it's fairly mundane. Fairly, fairly vanilla, man. Yeah, I mean, it really was not. I mean, I've seen movies. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, the sexploitation genre is a is a genre that I've you know. Um, delved into I mean there are directors such as like you know Sarno or Bradley Metzger or um, mm-hmm. Jean Roland or whatever I mean these films I mean were way more you know a erotic way more um, creative way more yeah. entertaining and just way better I mean this yeah. movie for a movie that's supposed to be some sort of like you know piece of erotic cinema <laughs> this was like probably the least erotic movie I've seen in my life like I mean yeah. honestly like I think uh, uh, there was, a, there was a, a preview beforehand for a live action version of Cinderella yeah it looks, that was more erotic more, than yeah. this movie I mean honestly and, and we, we were talking about it earlier how uh, why would an accomplished guy who's all of he's, he's again like uh, Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg who's mm-hmm. got the world at his fingertips right. he's, he's made it as an entrepreneur founding this nebulous <laughs> telecom company yeah, and, exactly. and why, what would he have what interest would he have in some nobody who's accomplished nothing and she really she is an undergrad she's studying English lit mm-hmm. she works part time and and he takes zero interest in her whatsoever in her, a yeah, human being. He, he doesn't ask her what her aspirations mm-hmm. are like maybe the, does she have any interest in business is she interested in being a writer like exactly. we never know anything about what her aspirations are no and you think a guy who's all about aspirations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would would that would come up exactly and, or at least be to her detriment that she has no aspirations at least maybe she has none and maybe she doesn't know where her life leads it doesn't address this but whatsoever. Yeah, at least you know i mean ask that question you know yeah. find out if you're if you're wooing somebody if you're trying to you know like <laughs> you want to learn a bit more you especially know? because uh, during the course of this film she graduates and <laughs> who, who is giving the commencement, the commencement address, address? Yeah. <laughs> Christian, Christian Grey, yeah. yeah, because I guess he's some benefactor to this this made up school, the University of Vancouver. Yep. <laughs> now I wanted to say honestly, like I mean, when he walked into that hardware store, and you know, all of us like, oh my god, like you know, Christian Grey, and like you know, everybody, all these women are dropping their feet, and it's like, <laughs> you know, fainting with like you know, this guy could not have come across more creepy. 
Yeah. Like, even from the very beginning, before we knew what his sort of kinks and predilections were, I mean, this guy, <laughs> just had, he just gave off this really, like, forgive me for using this word, this rapey vibe. Like, yeah. It's really it's true. It's disgusting, true. like, just a creep, you know yeah. what I mean? And he's not the least bit charming. So not at, least, at all. At least, at all. Yeah, I would think, I mean, I'm not a woman or anything, but his sexual peccadilloes could be at least sort of forgiven if the guy was sort of witty and charming. Neither of these people is, are, is mm. witty or charming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was that great line during the interview. It's just coming to me right now uh, where she says, um, I find you intimidating. And he goes, you should. You should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they never ex- examine that sort of uh, geography of, again, as someone who would be probably at odds with him both mm-hmm. politically, economically. She's clearly studying literature, which is the most second most useless uh, <laughs> uh, undergrad degree. What is the after, most, after, after my degree? Yeah. Philosophy? <laughs> Say like women's studies or, okay. or cinema studies. Like they, how about like how about like uh, anthropology? Yeah, yeah just well, even that South can, African literature, or, any, anything. Just the most useless thing. Most, most undergraduate degrees are useless. Yeah, just like leave it at that. But yeah, and, and he he's obviously this. Maybe he's a more more on the right side of the political spectrum. Maybe he's more libertarian. Maybe he, they never sort of cross this uh, threshold of you know why he's like he is and mm-hmm. why she isn't. Like he is, no. And why I mean, that would be that? Would you think that would they'd be at loggerheads? Over honestly, this. like he buys her a car at one point, and yep. she just takes it in stride. Mm-hmm. You think, yeah, if there's any addressing any sort of class it's issues, fun. this would be a little odd. That, and she would say, no, I can't too, like, accept such a such largesse of mm-hmm, your twenty thousand dollar fucking vehicle in a movie. In a movie, you know, that's supposed to explore, you know, the the the, the economy of like you know the power struggle between the submissive and the dominant, and of course him being the uh, the, the dominant, the, the dominant, the billionaire. Yeah. I mean that that's sort of like you know the the allegory for his uh, I guess his status in life and you know yes. his submiss- but I mean the reality is I mean as a, as, a, as a character study of any sort this could not be more shallow I mean this is a I've seen waiting pools that were deeper than this fucking movie man yeah it, it's like, it, it, there's nothing to it man well, may, maybe in their defense she could, is probably well off her, her on her own right so maybe they just didn't want to delve into any class issues maybe she comes from wealth as well then why should she work in the hardware store for kids well just everyone <laughs> needs a part time job and she obviously is not yeah. uh, she's living yeah, high on the hog because she's got this incredible apartment yeah. So anyway, so um, yeah. Well, any more discussion about this? Because uh, honestly, like, it really is shallow. But uh, yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, I mean, um, so as they are somewhat superficially, and the, the whole thing is that he wants her to sign this 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 waiver, this disclaimer, right? Yeah, the, the whole found linchpin surrounds this uh, weird, uh, like. Legal contract, document. yeah, legal document. The whole yeah, boilerplate, the whole the relationship. Because this, movie, yeah, yeah it, it's, you know, and then they he orchestrates a meeting, a mm. business meeting yeah, for I them should, yeah. to discuss this stupid boilerplate thing where he outlines oh, what he's into. So mm. he likes anal, he likes um, he likes nipple clips, nipple, and then she has death. to strike. Out the one she doesn't want anal fisting. The fisting that she she anal and vaginal fisting. Yes. Yeah, I guess that, that comes with a uh, <laughs> you know fine print. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, she, she pretty much you know <laughs> strikes them off off the yeah. agreement. Right. So the anal and the vaginal fisting right. is gone, and then I guess they come to some agreement, and so this is all taking place in his place of business. Right. So I'm discussing more, uh, fisting, I'm, uh, and doesn't <laughs> he have a, co- a company to run? Exactly. <laughs> what kind of like t- co- like the board of directors has got to be pissed with this guy? Oh, without a doubt, man. He's I mean, just. 
on a on a moment's notice, he's willing to just yeah. drop everything and and, I and deal with his his two week old girlfriend. I wonder what the shareholders would think if they knew that this was going on in the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> anal fisting and vaginal fisting. But anyway, and, and, and she at one point, I guess, goes to Georgia to visit. Okay, to, before we get there, I want to say, I mean, during their negotiations, right? And he asked her, like, because she's, I mean, we have to, we have to talk about the naivety of this girl, right? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. The naivety, did we mention? Because, well, we're going to, before we get to that part, but I mean, you know, I mean, again, okay, she's an undergraduate, uh, you know, collegiate girl. She's got a Google submissive. Yeah. Like, who, she has the Google images of submissive. Yes. And, and, it, and, and what kind of shelter does she's growing up in Vancouver? Right. So it's not like she's a you know a hick from the sticks. This is a big city. She's no a big from city. Muskogee, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google. Like what could a submissive mean? And then she sees this picture of this girl, you know, tied up in you know in, in ropes and it's closer to laptop yeah. in horror. So, oh, oh my god. Oh my god, the horror. But uh, <laughs> And uh, here's the the the, here's the kicker. spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Here's the kicker. She is a virgin. A virgin. And like I want to, you know, I wanted to be like an Andy Warhol film where she says, I am a virgin. <laughs> or some kind of vampire thing. She yep. is at 25. She looks 30. So she, and she is an under... Like, who, who is a virgin at, at her vintage? She's a senior at university. Like, is this still happening? Is this still a thing? Well, he was as aghast as we were. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean... You know what he said to her earlier, right? Because, because well, there's no backstory that she is maybe religious. Exactly, or traditional. no, she's not traditional. She doesn't even mention like that. She just said she's waiting. There's nothing wrong with being a virgin. At least if yeah. you just said, "Okay, I'm a." Reli-, there's no reference to whatever religious or traditional belief she has. She's yeah. just a yeah. virgin. She's just a virgin. And uh, of course, uh, uh, Mr. Gray is aghast, and yeah. he takes her into the bedroom. And this is a man that doesn't—he uh, doesn't make love. He says, "This was another line I really I found hilarious." <laughs> he, does, yeah. he goes, "I don't make love." And I, my, my line reading is going to be better than his, okay? I don't make love. I fuck, I fuck. hard. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so he takes her to the bedroom, and, you know, this is supposed to be this, this incredibly erotic deflowering scene. <laughs> I mean, it could not be more, I mean... Yeah, yeah I've seen anodyne I, and pedestrian. I, and just, yeah, they needed to, like, paint a yellow line down her back or something. Yeah, like exactly. Pedestrian. Like, I've seen, like, you know, like, you know, safety instructional videos and, like, driver's ed. That were, were, were more erotic than this. So anyway, so basically, he's, he's deflowering her for the first time. And, I mean, I guess this was the, the movie sort of, like, um, stab a symbolism. All of a sudden... The camera pans up, right? Yeah. She's in bed, you know, being, you know, this, uh, being uh, introduced to the wonderful world of erotic pleasure. And all of a sudden, the camera pans up to a painting of crashing waves. Yeah. Ugh. Like, how much more obvious yeah, can you get? Obvious you know? and we, we, we foreshadowed that with the, just the obvious. Like, I put a spell on you. And yeah. then later, with uh, Crazy in Love. Yeah. Because she's crazy Not something in Beyonce love. either. It was uh, some sort of lounge version of that. Yeah, it might have been Beyonce, but a different version yeah. of the song. A slowed down mm-hmm. version. and. Yeah, and there, there is, again, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm disappointed in, in the boss for uh, relinquishing uh, song rights, but there's snippets of uh, I'm on fire. I didn't hear that. Springsteen, it's because it was on one of your numerous uh, <laughs> where you were spared at least 20 minutes of this oh crap. Oh, Lord. But, yeah, so I put a spell on you. It's crazy like that or in love or whatever the Beyonce song is. Yeah. And, oh, I'm on fire. It's the most just... 
pedestrian, yeah, like, yeah. banal song choices. It's kind of funny because, you know, it's, it's interesting. So we're just talking about the music, um, I was watching the the Grammys uh, red carpet uh, mm-hmm. you know, this past weekend, and Annie Lennox was uh, being interviewed, right? Yeah. She was there. And, and she performed with Hosier for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, the interviewer. Great performance. Yeah, well, that was a good performance. Annie Lennox is, uh, you know, she's a talent. But anyway, yeah. the interviewer asked her, um, so you got a song on the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. Uh, that must be exciting. And Annie Lennox goes, oh, it's a great song, yeah. She goes, so have you uh, read the book? Have you, um, have you seen the movie yet? She goes, it's a great song. <laughs> right then and there, she disowned the movie right then and there. It was, uh, yeah, as, as, well, as well you should. Yeah. Uh, so uh, on her scale of one to five, uh, with one being a must-miss and five being a must-see, what oh, would you give okay. this? Okay, well, first of all, I mean, this is, so, uh, this is so difficult to say because, I mean, normally I would say one. I mean, this is a must-miss. And the other thing, too, I mean, Chris, I mean, honestly, like, we wanted this movie to end, right? Yeah. Like, it was, we, it was we were in painful. pain. Yeah. However, when it ended... It was supposed to be some sort. I get some sort of like major cliffhanger. Yeah, it was hanging on for part two, and it could not have been more anticlimactic, <laughs> right? You know. So yeah, I get. You know. I mean, I uh, I would say it's a must miss. But on the other hand, I mean, this is the movie everyone's going to be talking about. I mean, this yeah, is like, this, this, is, this is water water cooler sh- uh, chat. Yeah, you know? and I mean, are they going to be talking about how good? And you it could is, fill a thimble with uh, said water with the depth. Oh, you know? Exactly. Um, um, I I don't know what to say, man. Like, I'm going to have to give it. Like, I'm going to give it a. Two. I mean, this movie was honest, without a doubt. This is one of the most unpleasant experiences I've ever had in the theater. Yeah, it was dull. It was it was it was soul sucking. I walked out. I felt less of a human being just for like wasting you know two hours of my time watching yeah. this thing. Uh, but I'm not gonna say it's a must miss because you know. This movie makes the movies we like I, like this yeah, basically palatable makes and, yeah. well no are we, like this makes a justification for the movies we love and yeah. we're talking about our Miami connections or Getty Vins or you know whatever I mean you know mm-hmm. our so viruses yeah. and, and just any oh, movie what would, we might what, have seen that cost 40,000 which would, would have been like the, the budget for like the hummus for, for the, <laughs> ride, the, the rider for the crew on this movie what I would not have done to see Brian Bosworth walk into this movie I mean <laughs> yeah. I, I thought virus was dull I mean this was this was dull yeah um, so I'm saying like it's I, I'm going to give it a 2 only because I feel like you sort of have to see it just see how how bad it is yeah just to have something to talk about i'll give it i'll give it a half like a reluctant half a star half a star wow that's uh, generous yeah i mean uh, I'm, yeah i'm generous is what i'm saying <laughs> uh, what did we learn from uh, 50 shades wow um well you know what i mean it's funny because once again like this movie is supposed to uh introduce bdsm to a lot of you know to the mainstream to, to house frauds house frauds <laughs> yeah. and you think i'd learn something about bdsm no not no. a thing um, what she, did, she's kind of judgmental of his uh, lifestyle, considering he bought her a car, and she didn't seem uh, other, uh, overly distressed to be going through all these kinds of things either. She seemed to enjoy herself uh, until the very well. end. Yeah, yeah. But we won't talk about that. No, we don't want to. We don't want to spoil it too much for those yeah, of you that are spoiled enough. eagerly awaiting to see it tonight. Yeah. Apparently, all the evening performances are sold out. Ooh, yeah. In advance, uh, what did I learn, Chris? I'll let you start because I I'm, I'm at a loss right now. I learned that I really don't like movies. Whose titles are based on a character, whether it's in a sitcom, as I said, Raising well, Hope, that, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or like, or movies. Yeah, this guy's Christian Grey, or yeah. or films where the guy names the title of the movie, and he, oh, he does yes, say at that, that point Fifty Shades. Let me, let me. Oh, I'm gonna stop you. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I learned. I oh. learned that Christian Grey is Fifty Shades of fucked up. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's what I, I forgot. As soon as I heard Fifty Shades, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I, just I, I like, didn't yeah. even want to hear a variant thereof. Yeah. I, just, he, I couldn't take it. He was Fifty Shades of fucked up, and that's yeah. where I got this <laughs> asinine title from. You know, <sighs> I learned. You know, Chris. I mean, I'll tell you what else I learned. I learned in life. 
There's not everything is black. Not everything is white. There's a lot of shades of gray. Mm -hmm. I would say 50 to be precise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, anyway, we'd like to assure our listeners that we're going to return. We'll be back to to our regular regular scheduled programming. programming. (laughs) We're going to enjoy the hell out of movies that are 50 grand, 100 grand. Prior to this, the biggest budget we'd encountered, I think, was six or seven million. It might have been for one of the Rob Zombie movies, but generally around five to us is is like Titanic. Exactly. So anyway, we're going to get back to what we know. But and love and love and, and, love, and yeah. this is what neither. So anyway, for more, check out www.reallyawfulmovies.com, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.